1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Southampton close in on the signing of Joe Aribo. Rangers are finalising a deal for Antonio Collac and Celtic are in action right now in their first pre-season friendly. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Roger Hanna. Yeah, and with just over half an hour gone in Austria, Celtic 4-0 to the good. Quite a young experimental team from Ange Postecoglou. Most of the international players getting a bit more time off just, just to hone their fitness ahead of the weekend game against Rapid Vienna. But it's all going very well for them in the early stages. Yeah. As you say, 4-0 up. Mikey Johnson setting up Johnny Kenny for the opener. James Forrest then setting up Rio Hatati at the edge of the box, who found the bottom corner to make it two. A further two goals, Mikey Johnson and Johnny Kenny with his second to make it 4-0. It has been, I think it's fair to say, very routine so far. Roger, maybe one of those friendlies that you, you say is all about the fitness. Yeah, listen, the whole trip's all about the fitness. Any manager will tell you that about their pre-season campaigns. Um, I, I think they want the players to get through untroubled by injuries to get the fitness ready and, and the result you know Celtic are 4 nothing up after half an hour the result doesn't matter at all it's all about getting everything ready all the players ready for the start of, of the big stuff at the end of the month yeah it's a uh... An interesting lineup for Celtic. I'll read you that out. Joe Hart starting in goal. It's Osazi Oragidi, Christopher Julian, Boson Lowell, and Alexandro Bernabe coming in for his first game. That's the back four. Then James McCarthy, Yoski Idaguchi, and Rio Hatati, the midfield three. James Forrest, Mikey Johnson, and young Johnny Kenny making up the front line. So plenty of players in there that will want to catch Ange Postacoglu's eye. Of course, another couple of huge stories today as well. Joe Aribo is on his way to Southampton. That deal is getting ever closer, and Rangers finalising a deal for Antonio Colac so if you've got any thoughts on any of these stories 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB plenty going on in the world of football no other big news stories are going on today anyway Roger so it's, it's all about it's all about Scottish football yeah I'm just waiting maybe in the second half Celtic will hit number 10 <laughs> Uh, exactly yes it uh, looks as if it may well get that way 4-0 just over half an hour gone we will keep you updated on exactly what is happening over in Austria in that game as I say 0141951 if you've got anything on your mind let's focus on that Joe Aribo story because he's close to sealing a move to Southampton looks as if he'll move for a package totalling around £10 million there'll be a sell-on clause included in that deal as well the midfielder of course has played 149 times for the Ibrox side arrived for around £300,000 in 2019 scored 26 goals for them the last of those of course coming in the Europa League final in May we felt that there was going to be movement when it came to Joe Rebo at some point this summer there felt like there had to be because he had a year left on his contract Roger and it looks as if that movement will be south of the border yeah look, listen the Angels fans can call in tonight and contest this statement Andrew but I'm looking at social media today and I think broadly Rangers fans are of the opinion that Joe Aribo arrived from Charlton for £300,000. He served Rangers very well in those 149 games, whatever it was you said. Finished last season up front, scoring in a European final, winning a Scottish Cup, and is going to leave for something in the region of £10 million. Um, this is the trading model that Rangers are hoping to adopt, that Ross Wilson has spoken about quite a few times. Get players in for low sums, i.e. £300,000 from Charlton, and get a good two or three years out of them and then move them on for big sums, i.e. £10 million to Southampton. So Rangers will be looking not only to do this deal, but to do deals like this in the years to come. Yeah, Rangers have faced criticism for 
not having that trading model in place and it not really working over the last few years. They've not had those big money sales that yeah. Celtic have had over the years, but the Rangers board and the Rangers staff will be happy that, that this is the evidence that it's coming to fruition and possibly that, that could happen with a few more deals this summer, potentially with Alfredo Morelos and, and Ryan Kent also running out of contract in the yeah, next year. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how all, all this shakes down. Conor Goldson was out of contract until he signed a new four-year deal to stay. So I think it would be foolish for us to, to rule out anything, you know, could Morelos, could Kent stay and sign extended contracts? We don't know. This Aribo deal, though, gives Rangers a bit of scope now to go out. They've spent the majority of the summer bringing in young 15, sorry, 15 16, 17-year-olds into the B team. These are the guys, the likes of... Cameron Bell, Zach Lovelace, people like that, that they're hoping can become the next Joe Aribo a few years down the line. But the here and now is that there's only John Souter that's arrived, Antonio Collax coming into town tonight with thing to do a medical and become the second signing. The Aribo cash will give Rangers a bit more scope to go and get players that will go straight into Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's first team. I think it's fair to say Rangers could have got more money for Joe Aribo previously just based on his contract situation the fact that it's you know now a year to go is maybe a reduced deal on what Rangers could have previously got but the fact that you know he played his part last season he helped Rangers get to a European final you don't think Rangers will be too annoyed at all that they're maybe not getting the maximum amount of money that they could have got for him over his time oh, at the club Oh I think it's a good deal they're getting for you know Joe Aribo if they let Joe Aribo go any sooner Andrew who on earth would have played up front at the end of last season you know the Rangers really needed Joe Aribo and Joe Aribo did a very good job for them up front not just in Seville when he scored that goal against Eintracht in the Europa League final um, he led the line well on numerous occasions when Morelos and Roof were out injured he's done a terrific job for Rangers he will be fondly remembered by the Rangers support and when the deal is done Rangers get an awful lot of money for him well, what do you think at home? 01419511025. Let's speak to Billy, who's a Rangers fan in Clyde Bank. Billy, what do you make of that deal for Joe Rebo? Yeah, I think it's a smashing deal, Andrew. And um, thank you for putting me on. And I hope yourself and Roger's okay. You too, Billy. Um, Billy thanks. My first thoughts, obviously, is to the goalie. And I would like to pay my respects to the goalie and offer my condolences to his family, his friends, and his colleagues. Yeah, well um, said, Billy. Um, we've had a lot of callers over the past couple of days. Roger paying tribute to Andy Gorham, and I'm, I'm sure you'd like to add to that as well. Yeah, I mean, we can only offer our own condolences on the show, myself included, to, to Andy's family and his friends at this, this terrible time. I see in the last couple of hours the club have announced details of funeral arrangements for Andy. I think it's a week on Monday the 18th at Wellington Church in the yep. West End. Um, there's going to be a minute's silence in the Algarve at the weekend ahead of the Sunderland Friendly which is Rangers' first game since Andy's sad passing. And I think there's going to be a reef-laying ceremony ahead of the West Ham game, which I think is the first return to Ibrox since Andy's passing. Um, some wonderful tributes paid Chick Charnley on this show on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Among them, um, numerous Rangers greats, Richard Goff, Ali McCoy, Archie Knox, many, many people telling great stories. And you can see how fondly, as Billy is saying just now, how fondly, the goalie was remembered and I think you know the whole of Scottish football passes on its condolences yep nice words Billy um, what else was it that you wanted to touch on um, it's, a, it's a bit Joe Aribo. Um I would just like to thank Joe Aribo for the way he's conducted his business at Rangers um, he's commit obviously he's been with us since 2019 and I think he's done a great job 
especially last season. Um, in the first half of the season, he was fantastic. He came back after the the break at the, in January and all that, and he wasn't he wasn't up to speed. He wasn't he was having a wee down slice, so we say. But uh, towards the end of the season, I mean, he, he stepped up and uh, he played out of position, and he, he was doing fantastic. But the thing that got me was he came out and said to Rangers, no, he didn't want a new contract and he wasn't going to extend his contract, which let Rangers come in. And then Southampton's come in, obviously, and done that, which I think is a great bit of business for Rangers. And I'd like to thank Rangers and all for doing the business so quickly. A lot of clubs might have just said, listen, wait to January, and uh, it would go on a free contract. But no, Rangers have stepped up. And um, I think I wish Joe bought all the best. Yeah, how important is that, Roger, that, you know, on the 6th of July that this looks as if it's going to be concluded very quickly because these things can maybe drag out throughout the whole summer if yeah. Rangers are then able to know that Joe Aribo is away, they know what money they're getting for him and it allows them to plan for the rest of the summer. Uh, absolutely, yeah, but you're better a deal happening on the 6th of July than you are on 6pm on the 31st of August when you don't have any time to go and get a replacement or you're forced into just taking someone in loan that you might not really want. Um, it gives Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Ross Wilson Plenty of time Be interesting to see What they do With them on They need a striker So Kolak's coming in By the looks of things To give them a bit more Depth in that position um, Probably need somebody On the right side Of the attack You would think uh, With Aribo going Is that creative midfielder That's maybe required as well It'll be interesting to see Where, where Rangers prioritise Centre defence Suter's already in And Goldson's staying um, And goal McGregor's staying So there's not That real desperate need To go and get a goalkeeper um, be interesting to see where, where they prioritise next Billy are you hoping that this deal now sort of sparks the, the start of Rangers proper business in the transfer market I think so yeah obviously because uh, yeah they've, they've signed a few young players and all the rest and they've extended contracts obviously with senior players but we still need backup I mean uh, God forbid if anything happens to Alfredo Morelos or Ruth I mean, we are short. We are short up front. And uh, I see Hadji was in training, the day, well, according to social media, Hadji's in training, but we don't know how long that's going to take. So we do need a right-side player. And um, I think I think Rangers need to go and do the good business. And uh, hopefully, come, come the start of the season, we'll be in a better position and we'll be able to fight for that. We'll be able to fight for the title again. Yeah, just before I put that to Roger, Celtic have scored a fifth. It looks as if it was Christopher Julian. It was a Johnny Kenny header that came off the post that came back and Johnny Kenny looked as if he had a, an easy header actually to put in for his hat-trick, but Christopher Julian sort of rose above him and uh, got his goal there to make it five. Uh, we'll um, speak a bit more about that when it's half-time, a couple of minutes to go of the first half in that game. But Billy talking there about Rangers business and, and what they need to do, Roger. Yeah, but as we said, we're really interested to see where Giovanni Van Bronckers prioritises the signings. I think, you know, defensively, they look reasonably secure. Suter and Goldson there, Hollander will be fit again for the start of the season. Calvin Bassey was a revelation in the last months of last season. Uh, Tavernier's the captain on the right hand side. So defensively, they look well set. Look in front of that, Lundstrom and Jack emerged as a sort of first pick midfielders in there. It's in front of that, Andrew. You wonder. You know, there are doubts about Kent and Morelos. There have to be, because there's only a year left in their contracts, as you touched upon. 
Hadji isn't going to be fit for the start of the season. He's working hard back home and the rest of the squad are in Portugal. But you could be looking September, October. You know, that's the sort of eight or nine months from the ACL injury against Sterling Albion in the cup. That's just a normal time to come back. I think it's those front four, if you like, with Aribo gone. That's where the manager, for me, needs to prioritise. Be interesting to see who he brings in. Yeah, Celtic have just scored a sixth as well. James Forrest scoring that goal there just a minute or so after Christopher Julian had scored. But with Joe Aribo leaving, he was such a key player for Rangers over the season, played about 50 matches. When you've got a player that not only plays that many matches, but is so versatile yeah. and plays in so many positions, he's going to be a tough player to replace. But then Giovanni van Bronckhorst might see that as an opportunity to buy a player in the mould of exactly what he wants to do in the squad going forward yeah absolutely I mean I remember Aribo going back to left back I think for a European game against Braga a couple of years ago and scoring a fantastic goal from that area of the pitch he was versatile he was talented he was popular with the Rangers fans they will miss him when he goes but the transfer fee is crucial to Rangers to reinvest and to bolster the squad because you know, it needs bolsters of players gone. You know, Diallo's away, Ramsey's away, Balogun's gone. They need more, you know, Cedric Eaton, another striker who's left the, the building. So Rangers will need, even when Kolak comes in, I think they'll need at least two or three more in this window. Billy, when it comes to Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent, who find themselves in the same position as Joe Aribo, where do you see their futures? Are you hopeful that Rangers will be able to hold on to them or? Do you fear that it may go the way of Joe Aribo? I think Morelis is I think Morelis is going the same way as Aribo. Uh Ken, I think he'll stay. I think he'll I think hopefully we'll get an extension contract on him. But I think um Morelis again has been a fantastic servant for the club. But I think uh if somebody comes in with the right the right fee for him, Rangers can't turn that back. Especially beginning the last year of the contract. That's what it comes to, Roger, isn't it? It's all about the right fee coming in for a player. And look, Morelos and Kent may turn around and, and say they want to stay at Rangers and they may sign an extended contract. But if they don't or they don't want to, then Rangers may have to sit down and say, right, what is the what is the fee we're yeah. looking for for this player? And then go out and it's see what happens. You know, Billy's opinion there, Morelos could go, Kent may stay. Another Rangers fan might say, well, I think Kent will go and, and, and Morelos may stay. The reality of it is that you're really at the sort of mercy of clubs coming in for these players. It really, It's not really Rangers' decision to make a lot of the time. You know, There's interest in Aribo from Southampton, so they try and negotiate a deal. Thus far, in this window, there hasn't really been that interest in Kent or Morelos. has been in the past. I remember Leeds United very keen a couple of bids knocked back for Kent. There was foreign interest in Morelos as well and bids knocked back. But in this window, Rangers are still sitting back. No bids that we know of for Kent or Morelos. It'll be interesting to see how it develops. Yeah, for talking sake, if Rangers are able to get a similar fee than they got for Joe Aribo for Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent, it would leave them with quite a lot of money and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst a lot of money to do with the squad what he wants yeah but quite a lot of work to do as mm-hmm. well it's yeah. interesting you know the, the recruitment department has lost Andy Schoolding to Tottenham I think John Park once of Celtic is coming into that recruitment department Ross Wilson will be super busy between now and the 31st of August um, and that's even if Kent and Morelos stay until then if you imagine Kent and Morelos as you say going I think Rangers would need in that case Four or five players to come in, Andrew. 
Well thank you to Billy It's now half time in that Celtic match They're away in Austria Playing against Wiener Victoria They're 6-0 up at half time The goals in that game Two from Johnny Kenny There's been a goal from Rio Hatati One from Mikey Johnson One from Christopher Julian And one from James Forrest as well Alexandro Bernabe making his debut in that game We'll look at that a bit more in depth after the break And we'll also look at the situation with Antonio Kolak as well So if you've got any thoughts on that Give us a call on 0141 951 1025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141 951 1025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB that's what Empire's done and he's correcting us Roger apparently it's Cholak Antonio Cholak and not Kolak so glad we can get that one sorted before the start of the season. I, I bow to his greater Croatian pronunciation. Yes, thank you very much for that one, Empire. But you can give us a call, 0141-951-1025. Let's take a quick look at that friendly that's going over in Austria at the moment. Celtic up against Wiener Victoria. As I told you before the break, it's half-time at the moment. Celtic cruising at 6-0 up. I think they are in the fourth tier of Austrian football. This is, I know a lot of uh, managers and, and clubs like to start their pre-season with a, a bit of an easier friendly Roger to, to ease things in and this one certainly looks as if it's it's one of those ones Celtic with a, a much changed starting lineup than you'd normally see under Postacoglu Hart in goals it's Urugide, Julian Lawal and Bernabe the back four McCarthy, Idiguchi and Hitati the midfield three with Forrest, Johnston and Kenny the front three but plenty of players in that squad that'll be looking to impress Ange Postacoglu in the, the next few weeks in that Austrian oh. training camp and Leading up to the new Listen, season absolutely I think there's about 8 or 9 of the youngsters Have been taken out of Lennox Down to go and supplement What we would regard as the first team squad Andrew But I think the, the quality of opposition Will take something of a leap After tonight It's Rapid Vienna at the weekend And Banica Strava um, In the Czech Republic Next midweek the home games against Blackburn Norwich There's the Arthur Boruk game Over in Warsaw against Legia So um, tonight They are running riot Against Wiener Victoria After tonight I think, and I'm possibly will be pleased at this. The standard of opposition will go up. Yeah, Christopher Julian starting this game. He scored. He'll maybe feel as if he's got a point to prove because he was nearly out the door last week. It looked as if a move to Schalke was on. It was then off. He's now playing. I think he put up an Instagram post the other day with a picture of him over in Austria that uh, had the word "seize the moment" on it. He's maybe hoping or thinking that he can play his way back into Postecoglou's plans while he's over in Austria. Yeah, it's been a really strange one. Um, Christopher Julian was established as a Celtic first-team centre-half before that injury, scored a winning goal in a League Cup final, if you remember, against Rangers. And then just, you know, it, it seemed an innocuous thing at the time, you know, smashed into the post against Dundee United. And he was out for such a period of time. And when he finally got fit, couldn't get near the side, you know, through no fault of his own. It was Starfield and Carter Vickers were doing well. Celtic were on their way to the title. They'd already won the League Cup. He couldn't get back into the team at all. Um, it didn't surprise me that it was interest in him in the summer when he went over to Germany. You just assume the deal is going to get done, Andrew. And I was quite surprised when it fell through at the last minute. But the ball is back in his court. It's up to him to convince Ange Postecoglou that he's a better bet than Carter Vickers or Starfield. I think he might have his work cut out trying that. Yeah, and Alexandro Bernabe making his first start for the club as well. He almost scored actually in the first half, a, a shot across the face of goal that was tipped just wide. But he'll be a player that's 
keen to get out on the pitch and show what he can do and Ange Postacoglu will hope that he can get him plenty of game time in pre-season to try and get him to adapt to European football quickly because we don't often see players coming directly from South America straight into Scottish football I think the last one that went from directly from South America to Celtic anyway was Raphael Scheidt which was a long long time ago and Listen, you've never seen one come in from Argentina <laughs> before. First ever uh, Argentinian to play for the club. He spoke well, albeit through the interpreter, on Friday at Celtic Park. He looks up for it and seems extremely enthusiastic. And Celtic must fancy him. He signed a five-year deal. They've play, paid over £3 million to get him. He will go into a tussle with Greg Taylor for that left-back role. Um, I think Celtic felt they needed more competition, along with Greg, in that area of the field. And it's now up to him All you can do is give these lads a platform Bring them over And see if they can You know Talk the talk Well any thoughts on this Or anything else Give us a call 01419511025 We talk about Burnaby Adapting to To Scottish football And adapting to Celtic Two players that won't have that problem Are Cameron Carter-Vickers And Jota And that's yeah. the beauty of Having them in last season well, And then bringing them in permanently That's now. the thing We spoke about this At the end of last season And I said I thought Celtic's transfer priorities In the summer should be Permanent deals for Jota And Carter-Vickers Any deal you do Andrew Whether it's Burnaby Whether it's Cholak Whether it's You know Whoever else comes in There's always an element of gamble Bringing players into the football club And you minimise that gamble when you go for guys like Jota and Carter Vickers, who you've seen on loan, you know can handle it, you know can you know excel in the Celtic shirt, can win things. So it was obvious for me that they should go and get the two of them. Yes, they had to pay an awful lot of money, twelve and a half million pounds to get them in, but I, I think that's what you know why spending the Celtic. Well, let's hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Frank is a Rangers fan. Up next in the city centre, Frank, what are you making of Joe Aribo's imminent move to Southampton? I think it's before I go any further. I want to pay condolences to Andy Gorham, the people round about him. Andy was known at Ibrox as the flying pig, but what a goalkeeper! The best, simpler the best. That's all I'm going to say about him. Simpler nice the one, best. Frank. Uh, Joe Aribo. I want to thank Joe Arabo because he's conducted himself brilliantly. We've seen him from his first game and he's come on tons. He's going to be an even better player. And I'm pretty sure that we'll use the money to bring in the best young players that are available and build a team again, a real team, because that's the way forward for Rangers. Bringing in the best young players in Europe, seeing them through and letting them go to new clubs and we can have an add-on fee so that we benefit from their success. Sadly, Roger, I think the best young players in Europe maybe aren't coming to the Scottish Premiership, but I completely get what Frank is yeah, meaning, that he wants good young players, that Rangers can do what they did with Joe Aribo. Bring them in for a fee that's a reasonable fee, develop them, and then sell them on in the future. Yeah, and, and listen, maybe the next one to go might be his Nigeria teammate, Calvin Bassey, who came in from Leicester City for next to nothing, and was probably the most improved player at Ibrox last season. Finished the season terrifically well in that Europa League final and Scottish Cup final. Um, did very well against Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final, if you remember, when it went to extra time and he set up the winning goal. Um, so he could be the next one. And then, you know, you hear Ross Wilson and also Craig Mulholland, the academy director out there, discussing this, that it is part of the strategy, not necessarily the best players in Europe, but certainly very promising, talented players from around Britain. You look at the way they've targeted players 
to come into the academy, to come into the B team this summer. The lad Lovelace from Millwall, the lad Bell from Everton that come up. There's other ones from Partick Thistle and Cali Thistle and Glen Torren. So they have been going around hoovering up all these talented teenagers with the view to developing them for a year or two and then moving them on for substantial sums. And they do it through the academy as well. Just think of Nathan Patterson in January. Frank, what's next then with this dual rebo money? What positions in particular do you think are the priority? Well, we've got some cracking young players coming through. Alec Lowry, just to mention. I think we need a marquee signing, somebody who can really do the th- do their thing. But no, one or two players, no more, because I think the young players are ready to come through, and it's looking looking good for the future. How much of an impact do you think Alex Lowry will have? Roger this season we saw him get a good bit of game time towards the end of last season with Joe Arebo's exit the two are obviously playing in, in similar positions can you see this being you know, a trigger for Alex Lowry getting even more game time next season and was that going to happen anyway just given his uh, sort of progression at the moment so, so much of it's going to be up to Alex Lowry if, if he continues the rate of development you could throw in Leon King in there as well Andrew um, if they are impressing the management team at the training ground every day Yes they will be involved um, I know they were very keen to Alec Lowry tied down Newcastle were among the English teams Looking to take him down south Likewise you know Leon King in a new deal Because Aston Villa and Man United Were eyeing him as well So these are clearly quality young players It's difficult in the in the teeth of a title fight As you would think Rangers would be involved in next season It takes courage to throw these young lads into the team but if the talent is there and they convince the manager they're worth it then, then they will get a shot Yeah the positive signs are there because Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has included them in many squads they yeah. both travelled out to Seville I don't yeah. think they were on the bench but they travelled out to Seville for mm-hmm. the Europa League final Giovanni Van Bronckhorst clearly rates them and they'll feel if they can continue to put in the work that they'll get more opportunities Yeah and listen these talks would have taken place but with the lads themselves with their agents with their families with the club before they signed their contract extensions and I'm sure the club would say to them if you continue this rate of development yeah you'll get into the first team you'll be involved you'll be around the squad um, and it, you know it, it makes sense for, for everybody um, I noticed you know, new deals for Arfield, new deal for Davis in the summer. They will still be around. They will still be involved. But with Arebo gone and with Haji still, you know, two or three months away from full fitness, maybe Alec Lowry does have a chance to be involved at the start of the season. Frank, you said just one or two more signings for Rangers. Is it a case of just going for quality over quantity? Just adding the, yeah. the final touches to the squad the way it is at the moment? Yeah, I'm looking for a, a really class player. Uh, whether he's up front or whether he's midfield that's the two areas even a winger but somebody who that we can look to and say this is the finished guy this guy's this this guy's up for it he looks a good player that's all I, that's all I think they need I don't think there's you need to make wholesale changes I don't yeah, I mean, Rangers haven't really lost many players from the squad that was there last season. Cedric Itton has been sold. It looks as if he's going to be replaced by Antonio Cholak. You've then got Leon Balogun, who left, but he's replaced by John Souter. So Frank's saying there that he doesn't think it's a, an overhaul. It's just adding the, the final pieces there, Roger. Yeah, I, I understand that. I think they, they would like to replace Ramsey and Diallo. They were only loan players, but loan players who were involved with that first-team squad prominently towards the end of the season. Diallo, I think, started the, the Scottish Cup final in the last day of the season. Um, it will only become more pressing for Rangers 
if the likes of Morelos and Kent follow Aribo out the door, then it does become something of a, you know, a, a more lengthy rebuild, if you like. But I'm sure Rangers will have had this in mind. I'm sure, you know, the new Balagon was going, therefore they planned for Suter to come in. Itens away, therefore Cholak comes in. I would imagine there would be a list lying in Ross Wilson's top drawer that if Morelos goes, here are targets A, B and C. And if Kent goes, here are targets D, E and F for the football club in the summer. I'm sure there'll be a lot of intrigue from Rangers fans as well just to exactly what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is looking for for players coming in the yeah. door because he, he's not had this summer transfer window yet. Yes, he had January, but he only came in just before. I think it's maybe fair to say that a lot of the deals that were done in January weren't Giovanni Van Bronckhorst no, signings, no, he, whereas this is now the time for him to to pinpoint exactly what he wants and what he wants and, for and what each always, position. You always think as well, oh, oh, the Dutch manager's coming in and he's going to raid half a dozen players out of Holland because that was the sort of thing Paul Le Guin did at Rangers and Pedro Cascina did at Rangers. Dick Advocat did it you know, when Van Bronckhorst arrived as a player. But so far, Van Bronckhorst hasn't done that. As you say, in January, it was mainly you know loan signings, Ramsey and Diallo, it was the pre-contract for Suter, etc. He didn't really go and, and get the type of player... I think we all thought he might go and get in the summer I have to tell you I didn't think McGregor would stay I didn't think Davis would stay I thought Arfield was 50-50 to stay but they've all stayed so you wonder if that means Giovanni Broncos thinks they are better than I can get if I go out into the open market and try to replace them um, you wonder what he'll do though as we say now that Aribo's going what he would do if Kent and Morelos follow him out the door. And listen, I think it was Billy, the first caller, said it's great to get the deal done early. That doesn't mean anything for Kent and Morelos is necessarily going to get done early. So it could be it could be a frantic spell before this window shuts for Rangers. Well, thank you to Frank, 01419511025. If you've got any thoughts, maybe you've got some thoughts on Celtics friendly at the moment. They're 6-0 up against Wiener Victoria. It's now around 52 minutes on the clock they have made some changes at half time Hart, Kenny, Bernabe, Hatati and Forrest all going off Segrist, Ayeti, Anderson, Summers and Vata coming on so a few youth players there Ben Segrist coming on for his debut and the lesser spotted Albion Ayeti as well who is another player that will be hoping to catch the eye Absolutely I think I think Albion the days of Albion Ayeti catching the eye are probably in the past but he won't think that you know he will Players always think they're going to turn the corner and you know catch the manager's eye. I think he's only there because Giacomakis, Kyogo, Maeda have all been given a little bit more time just to get up to match speed. And Celtic will probably want Ayeti to get some minutes in his legs because I would imagine they'd be desperate to move him on in the summer. He's been a bit of a flock. We talk, talked about his Swiss compatriot, Cedric Eaton at Rangers earlier on. And Cedric Eaton wasn't a successful Rangers signing. I think they've done well to get him back out the door and they're now looking to bring in Sholag for him. A Yeti hasn't been a successful Celtic signing. Um, look at Celtic signings. Kyogo, terrific, hit the ground running. Giacomakis, despite a few injury issues last season, finished up joint top scorer in the Premiership. So that's a success. A Yeti never looked like he was going to hit the heights of those two. And I think Celtic will be eager to move him out this summer. 
This is a very different pre-season for Ange Postacoglu than it was last summer, isn't it? Because yeah. he now has a lot of the players that he wanted anyway that came in last summer and came in in January. It's a much more settled squad. There's less business that needs to be done this summer and he's got a lot more clarity as well knowing that they're straight into the Champions League group stages and don't have to play through qualifiers as well. He'll feel a lot more comfortable, you'd oh, think, this yeah, summer than he did last I summer. I think that's the word. And, and, and the changes that have been made, you know, he's looked for that other left back for a period of time. So Burnaby has come in with scales going out, Montgomery going out. You would expect Ball and Goalie to go out as well, Andrew. Um, Segrist probably surprised me. I thought they were content with Scott Bain as backup. Some managers like three experienced goalies. So he's come in as well. Uh, what else will they do business-wise? It'll be interesting to see because, as you say, because so much was done last year, the vast majority of the squad are all in on long-term contracts, there's not the guys going out the door necessarily. Um, Beaton, would they like a replacement for him, a direct replacement? Possibly. Rogic, a direct replacement for him as well? Possibly, although, you know, you, you look at that midfield, it is well-packed with Turnbull and O'Reilly and Hitati and Edeguchi and McCarthy and, of course, the captain McGregor as well. But, you know, even the other two sides, Jota, he was there last year. Carter Vickers, as we said earlier on, was there last year, so there hasn't really been a huge turnover at all. Well, let's hear from you. 0141951 Rangers, of course, closing in on the signing of Antonio Cholak. We'll take a closer look at that after the break. 0141951 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Around half an hour to go in Celtics friendly against Wiener Victoria over in Austria. They're 6 0 up at the moment. Quite incredible the way football works, Roger, because last week Christopher Julian basically had a Schalke jersey on and now he's wearing the captain's armband for Celtic. I know that it's only a pre season friendly and he will be the most experienced player on the pitch for them at the moment but uh, yeah I'm, I'm not sure we'll read too much into that <laughs> No and he really scored the goal as well yep. remember he got one of the goals in the first half um, it, it's a bit of a stroll for Celtic there have been a lot of changes a lot of youngsters who Ange Boysikogl has taken to supplement the first team squad they're out in the pitch now and it has been a nice little stroll in the sunshine Yeah a player who featured for them in pre-season last summer Karamoka Dembele left the club yeah. yesterday Was that one you expected to happen this summer Just given his contract situation? Yeah given his contract situation He's been extremely unfortunate with injuries And I think successive managers have probably been extremely unfortunate as well Because I think they would have liked to have seen The best of Karamoka Dembele in a Celtic jersey and they didn't really because they didn't get the opportunity to. Um, I actually thought he would end up down south, uh, but he's moved over to France on a four-year deal. Mm. So he's certainly going to get the platform to showcase what we believe to be considerable talents. But, I mean, you'll be myself, Andrew, we, we haven't seen enough of the lad to say whether he's going to fulfil all that promise he showed at 13, 14 and 15 years of age. Yes, indeed. 6-0 to Celtic. It is half an hour on the clock. Let's go back to the phones. 0141951-1025. Ian is a Rangers fan in Stonehouse. Ian, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, guys. I was just um, was talking about young guys getting a chance in the Rangers team next season. Um, as I said, uh, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder and I've seen uh, <coughs> young King playing a few times now and he really looks the part. And I'm just wondering... 
Giovanni has played three, uh, five, uh, three at the back quite a few times last season. I just wonder if he'd maybe try that this season with Connor Golson and Suter and Young King. He did it mainly in, in the European games, and it was John Lundstrom that sort of dropped in maybe between Goldson and Balligan or between Goldson and, and Bassey at times. Um, it didn't do it too often in the league, but that flexibility is interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if, if he thought, you know, Suter has been used to playing in that back three with Hearts, did it the majority of last season when he was fit. But it'll be interesting to see whether he thought. You know, if you play, as you say, Goldson, Suter and King, you would assume the width would need to come from Tavernier and Bassey. Where then do you fit in a Ryan Kent into that sort of formation? And we're assuming Ryan Kent is still going to be at the football club, but it's an interesting suggestion. Yeah, Ryan Kent often, when Rangers switched to that three at the back, kind of played more centrally. We saw him play up there with Scott Wright at times. Is is that an option you can see happening? Or would you expect that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is more likely to stick with four at the back that we saw more I, often? I would think he'd be more, more often than not. I would think he would stick, stick with four at the back. But he has shown that flexibility. Stephen Gerrard stayed with four at the back, come hell or high water, Andrew. It wasn't for changing at all. Um, Giovanni has changed it when he's felt the need to change it so listen maybe Ian's got a point maybe there are games there'll be more and more games next season where you do see Rangers go with that three and then it's interesting to see what they do further up the pitch you say Calvin Bassey offering that width is he a player just with the attributes he has that is maybe quite well suited to that left centre back role of a back three if that's something that Rangers were going to do going forward listen it's interesting to see he played an awful lot at left centre back in a four alongside Conor Goldson, and he improved markedly last season. But then you see him go to left-back, and you see the way Maraud's down there against Celtic in the Cup semi-final, the way Maraud's down there against Hearts in the Cup final, and you think, well, this guy's best position is left-back. If he continues the rate of development that he showed last year, it won't matter if he's left-centre-back, left of a three or or left of a four. Um, Rangers will be getting bids for him. Ian, it looks as if Joe Rebo is on his way out the door. A deal with Southampton is is very close. How are you feeling about that? I think it was almost inevitable. That was going to happen. Um, it's good business by Rangers, uh, obviously. I was a bit surprised, as you, you guys were talking earlier on, about um, Giovanni not bringing any Dutch players. I thought it, he'd have been looking at that league to bring in some Dutch players. Like, obviously, Dick Hadricat did it, brought in a few Dutch players when he came. I'm quite surprised he's not done that, Giovanni. Yeah, time will tell, Roger. Rangers may well be looking at some Dutch yeah, players uh, going forward. Uh, it could be something that's on the mind of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. It, it could well be. And maybe in January, you know, he only came into the club in November when Stephen Gerrard left. Maybe by January, he wasn't quite ready to start going and getting players on big money, permanent deals. Noticeable of deals were done with sort of loan deals in January. So he's maybe just hanging back. There is still... I know we are very impatient. We want all the business done nice and early so we can talk about it in the show. There is still seven weeks of this transfer window to go. He's maybe hanging back to to get a feel for what's happening with Morelos, what's happening with Ken, what's happening with other guys in the squad. Um, It's interesting to see some movement down south, quite early for big movement down south. Um, Usually a lot of those clubs hang back to decide what players are available you know who's about who they're willing to let go could Diallo come back up from Manchester United once Eric Ten Hag gets a look at him down there would they be willing to to let him go is that one that 
Giovanni Van Broncos might want to bring back He did start him as we said In the Scottish Cup final So there's a long time of this window to go Ian another deal that looks very close Is Antonio Cholak coming to Rangers from Park Is that a signing you're looking forward to? Well we definitely need some support from Up front after the carry on at the end of the season With Ney Morelos He's near roof To play a, a European final Through a centre forward So you really need somebody in yeah, he looks as if he is going to be the replacement Roger for Cedric Itton, yeah. who came in, we talked about it earlier on, didn't quite do the job that Rangers no. were hoping he would. They're looking for someone that can complement Morelos and Roof and challenge for that place. And Antonio Cholak, it looks as if it will be a deal of around £2 million mm. somewhere in that region. And it is an area, as Ian said, that, that Rangers needed someone oh, last season that they didn't much. have so you, you can't go in as Rangers found last season just with two recognised centre forwards because there's always a scope that the two of them are going to get injured as happened unfortunately for Rangers at the end of last season they will want a third guy in that will be Cholak it'll be interesting to see that just what else he does Scott Wright finished the season on a huge high with that goal against Hearts um, he seemed to start quite well training in the, was it the Partick Thistle game at, at the training ground he seemed to Perform very well in So maybe he's going to be A sort of bonus player again For Rangers this season But I think there's a lot of business To be done for Rangers Cholak at the age of 28 Doesn't fit into that Player trading no. model That people talk about But Rangers will be hoping They're getting someone That is a finished product That can hit the ground running Yeah and listen They can't all be 20 or 21 and 22 When you bring them in Sometimes you just need to go For the player that you think Is going to do The best job for you in it For a certain period of time Eten was an experienced player An international player So when he goes I think maybe They felt they wanted A sort of like for like Replacement And then they've got that For Cholak A Croatian international Vast experience across Europe And a decent goal scoring record Well thank you to Ian That's all we've got time for In terms of calls tonight Celtic still 6-0 up Owen Moffat coming on For Mikey Johnston There over in Austria Another quick story I wanted to touch on Roger Kilmarnock youngster Charlie MacArthur Has completed his move To Newcastle Made his debut Last season At the age of 16 But this is becoming a lot more common, isn't it, that players at the age of 16, 17 are, are getting poached by big clubs down south? Yeah, and a lot of it's to do with the Brexit regulations. You know, the big English clubs down there can't go and hoover up players from the continent the way they have been doing in recent years. They're forced to look up here. You look at Ben Doak going from Celtic to Liverpool, Rory Wilson going from Rangers to Aston Villa, and Charlie MacArthur now, Kilmarnock to Newcastle United, Scotland youth team captain. And, you know, it'd be frustrating for Denny McInnes and Billy Bowie down there. But the reality of it nowadays is, particularly with the money that Newcastle have, you know, at their disposal, when they come calling, the players just can't say no. Yeah, I think Denny McInnes said today, I think the quotes said that, you know, it would have been great if Charlie could have stayed and played 100 games for Kilmarnock. Yeah. But the problem is just that lure down south. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's a sort of irresistible lure. Rangers fans will say the same about young Rory Wilson who went to Villa, I think £350,000 Rangers got. Celtic fans will say the same about Ben Doak who, who did feature in the Celtic first team at times last season. He's been lured away by Liverpool. It, it is almost impossible for these young guys just to knock back the the wealth that's on offer down there. Well, around 20 minutes to go in Austria. Celtic still 6-0 up against Wiener Victoria. That's all we've got time for tonight, though. Thank you to Roger Hanna in the studio. Thank you for all your calls and tweets as well. Tomorrow night, you and Cameron will be in the studio for one night only with Gordon DL. And stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher is up next. 